to another episode of the Arsenal of Buck Perspective, and today is a very special one. Oh yeah, baby. I told you, like I told you, like I told you, I brought and was going to bring on JoJo Waddell. Today is episode one of our first season. Guys, this is a fiery one. It took, you know, we were going over question by question, but then the rants and the flow state and the synergy just started banging out everything. Guys, this right here is why we have created the Late Night Early Morning Show. The Late Night Early Morning Show. And right here, this, there are so many actionable steps in this specific podcast. And we're going to be bringing on, well, you know what? I'll let, that, I'll let that sink in for a little bit. But man, guys, just enjoy this bad boy. Like, share, and guys, again, every Friday, Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand time, 10.30 a.m., East Coast America time, 11.30 p.m. Obviously, that's the late night show, early morning show out here in Thailand. And if you guys don't think 10.30 a.m. is not early morning, well, I got a nice sneak peek for you guys at the end. So make sure you tune into this podcast, share away, like it, rate me on the app store, of course, and stay tuned. Guys, welcome to the first episode of the late night, early morning show with... Good old Jojo Waddell out there in America and Arsenio Buck out here in good old Thailand. Guys, this is the first of its kind. I'm telling you, I'm bringing energy from top to bottom. Y'all better get ready for this. So, guys, first and foremost, thank you so so much, Jojo, for having already been on my podcast, seeing how many views that got and us getting, uh, you know, That single podcast went crazy. I'm so grateful that we actually were able to create that synergy. And then Mm -hmm. the ideas started flowing in. And then we had a lot of audience coming. And then here we are today. I am excited. How are you doing today? I'm doing peachy. I'm ready. I am. It's going to be an amazing evening. Please make sure you share the show so that we can have more people here so all of you guys um that are, that are listening please make sure you share but i i'm excited arsenio i'm t- i'm telling you it's gonna be it's good but i'm today we're gonna have specific categories so jojo already laid down some news for me today and she was like uh arsenio uh i gave my job the notice i ain't going back and i said damn just like that huh and again, JoJo had already talked about the habitual state, the toxic, you know, environment yeah. that she was in. It was kind of like a push, push, push. It was always like her accommodating other people rather than yeah. her collaborating with other people. Yeah. So we're going to be speaking about that, friendships, family, and of course, personal. So yeah. JoJo, let's start off with workplace and breaking away from toxic habitual states lay down the foundation and we're going to go with this so i would say um that for me uh, we we just have these um toxic work environments where people absolutely are not um willing to share i think they're information hoarders and on top of being information hoarders they are information hate they they're hating on anybody else who's bringing in any new information because they're used to doing it one well you know you've had those old people that that are at work and honey i've been doing this for 50 years and you're not fixing to tell me and it's not that i don't respect what you're doing but can we get a new thought process put in there just somewhere and so that talks a work environment and i don't know if it's with our sisters, when we have other sisters who come in and I'm just trying to help a sister out. I ain't trying to outshine you. I'm I'm just trying to make you better. And man, it was creating a crazy work environment. You hear me? Wow. So it wait, was- what, what is it with, you know what? And this is one of the biggest issues, Jojo, because again, me being from Las Vegas, I lived in that type of toxicity within the environment. <laughs> And yeah. even when I had walked home at light wearing scrubs from finishing my day at dental assistant, it was always the African-Americans in that neighborhood who would look at me and say, Uncle Tom. So I'm like, I don't understand that mindset, that mindset of that, that habitual state of continual hating on one another. I don't understand that. And you having that job, 
and being around your people and seeing how they were just always opposed to you. I just don't get it. And educated, where do you think that come from? Uh, I don't that and educated black, beautiful, educated black sisters <sighs> who um who are just oh oh um hold on, Arsenia. I just had someone send me a message. Uh, they can't see us. Are, did you share it? I think I shared it on my page. I don't know what's going on right now. Okay. Let me hurry up and, oh, may, may, maybe I don't even know what, oh, let me share on a friend's timeline, of course. JoJo, <laughs> duh. Okay, so I'm sharing it on your timeline right okay. now, and it was posted. Man, I'm telling okay. you, boy, I'm just as ridiculous with this technology as anyone else out there. So let me hurry up and, I shared it on my own timeline. Can you believe okay. that? Okay, so you That's all right. And I, I hadn't checked someone just, and y'all, this is why you need to come to the late night show, early morning show with mm -hmm. Arsenio and JoJo, because we be doing things over here. All right, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, good. All right, we're in it. We're in it. Because, yes, yeah, someone just messaged you and said, hey, man, where's the show yeah. at? Okay, <laughs> my bad. Apologies, yeah. people. All right, so what we were talking about was uh, toxicity, in the, toxicity in the workplace. And um, mm -hmm. I, I just want, I want, I guess I'm naive and thinking that we can all just get along. But if my sister, if I can't work closely with my sisters in inside of corporate America, who can I work with? And it's for me, it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, sisters at different levels in, in the organization. And, you know, they have the ability to change lives, to mentor, to coach. And it, you know, it's just a constant battle and, and fight. And I was like, you know what? all right, you win. And, you know, let, let me check out because I'm not going to be able to win this battle with you. And unfortunately, uh -huh. most people, I think you can agree. Most people leave bad. They leave the jobs because of bad managers, not because they hate their job, not because they hate what's going on. It is the, the managers and the management team and the work environment that they leave most and first. Mm. You know, did you did you feel at some point, because again, this kind of brings me back to, oh my God, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I've been in so many different dental offices across uh, both Australia and America. Mm. I've been in schools where the toxicity was, oh, I'm talking just beyond comprehension. Um, mm -hmm. It was always a competition is what it seemed like. And this isn't just obviously with African-Americans, I'm talking about every nationality in the world, but the toxicity was so overbearing to the point I said, man, is it going to be me and my personal well-being or is it going to be that? And you, you made that decision. You were like, yeah. uh, yeah, it's going to be me. I, yeah. I'm going to have to quit this. Like you, boy, that must have been a fear storm. Like you must have been like, oh, my God, am I really going to quit this job right here? But you said maybe your personal well-being over money. And yeah. especially in America, this economy that has is teetering. Oh. What made you fester up that courage? It was two things. And I'm a firm believer that you have to, you got to have your pride intact. You got to have your pride and your character intact. And it came to the point where that just wasn't an option anymore. Like the attacks were daily. And so I'm a very logical person. So I'm very logical where I say, okay, well, I can remove myself from this and I can think this and I can do this, this, and this, but it was just constant. And eventually, and I got a raise, I got a raise a couple of months ago wow. and, and a bonus. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't. And I, when I knew it was time is when I was comfortable walking away from, from that. I was like, you know what? My peace of mind is priceless. You're not going to mm. drive. I'm not going to come to your level. So before I come to your level, I'm just going to check out. I'm going to leave. And I'm going to let you win it. You can have this one. And that, that So you were kind of like me. You were like, you saw that bonus and you saw that. Did you look at it as you're trying to make me stay here longer? Although, you know, I don't like this damn place. Was it yeah. was it that like I re I remember like just a couple of weeks a uh, couple months ago I had been working with these these women for four years but I know mm -hmm. that they've been doing a lot of underground things 
They weren't paying me what I was worth. There were no raises. Mm. They had lied a multiple, also dozens of times. Mm. But I always said, Arsenio, I had fear. Arsenio, if you leave them, you're just going to depend on that salary. There was a lot of tug of war that was happening in my mm -hmm. mind. But it came to the point where I'm like, okay, Arsenio, you look at your salary, but are you happy working there? Listen, I would hate it taking a three and a half hour, four hour bus ride up country to work in a place and walk into an office where no one says good morning. Although there are like six women sitting at the front desk where there were always complaints, always stating the obvious for their personal enjoyment, just a number of things. And then after a while, that inner child that would always sit back and say, I'm scared. I'm scared. He got the voice. And he said, hey. I feel like what you guys are doing, you're insulting my intelligence. You're insulting my integrity. I'm not doing this. The Everything erupted, and I quit right there. Yes. And honestly, I was scared because I was, I was like, oh, Arsenio, you're not going to be able to get – what about the money? What about this, that? I'm like, you know what? It's going to handle itself. I'm yes. going to trust the universe. I'm going to trust the abundance. I'm going to trust the process. And that's mm -hmm. what you did. How were you able to say, hey, I, hey I'm going to trust this? I'm going to trust it, this process right here. How'd you do that? Listen, I, because I, I was watching a movie. I know I was listening to a podcast and the guy said, if I can't bet on me 100% of the time, who can I bet on? I was like, well, dog, that makes sense. Uh -huh. It's like, if I can't bet on JoJo 100% of the time, and then I, and I just, I look back, if you think you look back over your life, like there have been defining moments where you just, you you went all in. It was like, all the, I'm betting on black, all the chips are in, like, I'm going to do this. And that, and that was just one of those moments where, and I had an option to go back. And uh, so I did it, you know, I took a leave and I was like, oh, I'm going to take this leave and I'm going to take some time to think about it. And the clarity that I had from just not being there in that short period of time was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Jojo, either as my grandpa said, you're going to piss, you're going to get off the pot. What, what you going to do? So, and I was like, I'm putting it, I'm putting it all in. I'm, I'm going to put it all in because yeah. I will never, or sitting I would never know if I never did that. And so if you work in that toxic work environment every day, it mm -hmm. kills your dreams every day. And I'm not willing to, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not willing to, to let that be okay. Like, no, you don't get to do that. Mm. No. And, and, and that's, what's the best oh, man looking at it. And from that money perspective, I was looking mm -hmm. and they said, Arsenio, if you work this many hours, you'll get this. But I'm like, it's not fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make me happy. Like, and who, I who, did you girl, ever think mm -hmm. you would get to that point? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, like a lot of people are like, oh, my God, money, money, money. But is it bringing me fulfillment? I'm going to give everyone a question right now. Does what you do and engage in bring you meaning on yeah. a scale one through 10 rate yourself? I'm going to show this. I'm going to show this on the, uh, what is it on the chat screen? And yeah. so for anyone out there, if you guys see this in a replay or whatnot, or if you're looking at it now again, Jojo, if you look at your last job on a scale of meaning, we're talking about, does it bring you meaning? How much meaning did your last job working with, these apparent brilliant sisters who just wanted to see you fail, just like this track and field team I was a part of like 14 years ago. How much meaning did it bring you on a scale one through 10? Be honest. A zero, a negative, a negative one. Because, and here's the thing. A lot of people, you, you think, like I enjoyed, if, if I was allowed to do my job, I enjoyed actually what I was doing it was the work environment itself and so it didn't give me any fulfillment I you know I was that person who hey I don't want to go on to work like what and I and I'm positive patty I want you to understand I'm positive patty Jojo you have a job thank you a to the men you getting a check you have great work hours you have great benefits like and I kept trying all the positive to stay uh -huh. in a positive was saying go take your behind and leave and that's what i did that's what i did wow. and i and i and i think and when we look at this i know we're going to talk about jobs and relationships and, and friends but when you look at it 
sometimes it just comes down to that you gotta go. Toxic yeah. relationships don't serve you anywhere. You know, there was a there was a principle in Jack Canfield's book. It was back in 2016. And I forgot it was like principle 40 something. And it said drop out of the whiny bitch party. And I'm like, okay, let me read this. And it said, if you're around toxic ass work relationships and people complaining, the chicken little, the chicken littles, the sky is falling, get rid of them. And guess what? I worked around a bunch of over 50s, no offense to my over 50s. But in this country and the ones from England and the ones that come here as what I'd like to call them wife tourists, they mm. come here to exploit. And guess what? They have the audacity to sit there and say, oh, my God, Thailand, 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 Thailand. I said, shut your, shut your ass up. You have no idea how difficult it is being a brother in this country. I how can many, only imagine. I've been denied. Two uh, almost 300 jobs in all of Asia, 250 coming from within this country because my complexion. So you wow. have nothing to complain about. And I got out of that situation. And guess what? They started talking about me. So yeah. Jojo, have you ever had that when uh, people start talking about you because you don't talk to them and bitch with them anymore? What you say <laughs> now? <laughs> Asenio, hey. What? Woo. Oh my God. And it is... And we right back in high school. Like, why are you bullying me? If I'm 45. Why are you bullying me inside the workplace? Why Why is this a thing? Why is this a thing? Why are we having this discussion? They bully you. How they bully? Because you, you, if you don't talk to them, oh, well, you know, Louise over there, she thinks she better than everybody else. Or, Judge, why don't you want to participate? Because I don't want to. Leave me up, but you know, why are you coming here and just working? You don't talk to us because you have clearly mm. shown me you don't care for me. Why would I continue to interact Ooh. with you? And you know, and you feel like you're being bullied, you know, to do things you don't want to do. I don't, I don't want that. I, I don't want that. You, I'm not participating. You can have it. I don't want that. We're, we're, we're people. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I'm done. Go ahead. I'm telling you, were people like, was there like at least one positive person in that entire office? Yeah, like out of I all have, the 10 people I worked there with. There were okay. a group of us that, you know, we got along and we still great friends. And then, you know, it's it's like in high school, you have your groups and your segments and, oh, well, look at her. She's better than you. But when you have your employer tell you, oh, Louise, you will do whatever you're told to do. I said, Ooh. Ooh. oh, okay, all right. Uh, I'm out, deuces. <laughs> like, hey, Louise, right when you said that, that said shivers right down my spine. Like, I'm 45. Because I have birthed whole humans. How, what? <laughs> <laughs> she said I birthed whole humans. Like, who are you? Who are you to tell me this thing? And and Arsenio, I'm not I'm not arrogant. I'm not arrogant. I'm very calm. I'm very woo, you know, kumbaya kind of person. But don't ruffle my feathers because I'm gonna be that country girl from North Carolina. And it's my daddy taught me every wrestling move. I'm gonna become that girl. <laughs> Damn. You know, I remember. I got removed from a company and I was working on the outskirts of Thailand, uh, of Bangkok, which mm -hmm. there's more racial discrimination as opposed to being in Bangkok, but it looks like it has gone all over now, mm. which is fantastic. I love it. I'm leaving. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so when we look at, uh, I remember I got like removed from this company, Toshiba. Now we've mm -hmm. all know Toshiba, but it's Toshiba Thailand. And I'm mm. like, what the hell's going on? So I saw the list of things and I'm like, wait, what? And so I remember during my break, there was this ugly, I'm talking, he looked 160 years old, <laughs> the biggest mole on his face, the most unattractive Brit. Who he, oh my God. He was sitting there with the practice manager and he, uh, he was like, oh, we're going to have to have a conversation. I said, I'm not having a conversation. He said this, and I quote, if you want to continue working here, we're going to have to have this conversation. <laughs> and I remember right there in my mind, I quit. Mm -hmm. I quit. I said, you're not going to put me, oh, hell to the no. 
I said, we're done. I left that job. My mind was gone. Like I had already left, but my body was still there. The next two months, I just canceled, 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 canceled the work permit. Get the hell out of here. I'm not working for toxic, disgusting parasites anymore. Man, if so, if they treat you or jo- JoJo and I, okay, you know, JoJo, they said, do as you're told. And this old Brit was like, oh, if you want to continue working here, you're going to have motherfucker boy my mom did hey my mom did not raise me like that goodbye nope. i don't give a damn if i'm broke poor dead sick and mute i am not working for you anymore oh no nope. and we have to decide we have to decide when enough is is enough and and if you look at your relationship yes. like even in your relationships with friends or and even if you're dating like when is enough going to be enough when you going when you going to draw the line with that somebody got to do it might as well be me shifting focus now like to relationships i was i uh you know tyler perry he used to play in a play called mm-hmm. Medea goes to jail i'm pretty sure you yeah. heard of this right yeah. and he had these this five minutes wisdom. He said, you know what? If we look at relationships, the only two places that bring you peace is the cemetery and your home. If you mm-hmm. come home and you have no peace, what is it? So again, going back through your story, you know, it's crazy. You know, you are the mm-hmm. quintessential. Like that is what your story is about. Mm-hmm. But in relationships, like how, how do you establish those types of peer groups, like supportive, like having those roots to a tree rather than the branches that always seemingly like to take, 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 take. How do you like with relationships? This is a big, big topic. Yeah. Well, for me, I have, I, and maybe you can relate to this. Have you ever been in with someone like if, if it's a friendship or, or whatever, and within like 15, 20 minutes, the, you can kind of tell with the conversation it's just not going. And I, and I pay attention to that. If, if it ain't going, I'm not fixing to force it. And I, I, and I just don't. And so for me, having, I call them my purpose partners. For me, having a relationship with people who are going to help take what I have here to help me see it here, I need to be able to have a comfortable conversation with you so I don't feel like you are attacking me or you're making me feel crazy or, you know, whatever it is, I I can't have that. And so I'm very protective of my space, my peace, who comes in, who I can talk to and who I don't. If I, what's that old saying? If a dog brought you a bone, he's going to take a bone. And so if, if you come in automatically, you telling me somebody else's business, I know as soon as you get mine, (laughs) The day, yeah. the second, it, it's going to be all over. Nah, dog. <laughs> you ain't fixing to get nothing here, sister. Uh, that's exactly what Trent Shelton was talking about. He's like, if you have a friend that comes to you and they're bringing you news about you behind your back and they're not standing up for you, then maybe it's time for you to disconnect with that individual because they mm-hmm. obviously aren't standing up for you. Man, right. And toxic friends that keep you in places that you don't want to be. I ain't Absolutely. time for that. I'm telling you, influences everything, man. I could tell you a number of stories from, you know, one of my uh, friends, childhood friends, Mark. You know, he was a straight A student in sixth grade. By the time he got to ninth grade, he was hanging around a bunch of losers. And he, guess what? He ended up becoming a loser. And I really had to put, I hate to put this information out there, but one of my family members, I'm not going to say exactly who it is, but again, right out of graduating high school, what did he do for the next two years? He played video games and he was around the parasites of humanity, literally Mm -hmm. cancer. They stole phones out of our place. They smoked weed all day. These were the biggest losers in the world. Funnily enough, two years later, they try robbing our place. And wow. I'm like, well, I guess this goes to show you that you got some loser ass friends. Yes. Your friends are trash. This is mm-hmm. why you suck at life. This is why you have anger <laughs> issues. This is why you're trying to take out everything on everyone else. You're not going to get through life 
without any accountability. So maybe you should look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? The people, the immediate friends I have around me, my peer groups, they suck. And but you might need to find some new ones. That. How how can people go about doing that? Man, for me, I, I was I got rid <laughs> I got rid of all my friends. <laughs> Not that one. I got rid of all of them. I well, I I I figured out I I I put them in categories. So yes. I I have friends that I, I call and I chit chat with, and then I have friends that. I talk business with, then I have friends who I talk relationship. Like I put everybody, I segmented them out. And so I learned like the, the, you know, the friend I'm going to talk, call and just shoot the breeze with, I don't talk business with her and, and vice. And that helped me become a better friend because I was mad at them. Like, why aren't you happy for me? Why don't you want me to do this? Why? Well, they didn't. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a jam. It wasn't that thing. It wasn't for them to, to want to understand how I run my business or why I want to change the world. They just want to know what you cooking for dinner. And so here I was forcing them in the, in that kind of conversation. Well, let me put you back where you belong and you belong over here in, in this corner. And I, you know, and so I have different friends that do different things. And I try to have a, you know, a catch-all friend who was my everything friend, and that didn't work either. Man, you preaching to the choir now. Listen, <laughs> when it comes to, I'm telling you, like, guys, for everyone out there who's listening to this, if your friends are not genuinely happy when you achieve something, they're not friends. Mm-mm. Guess what? My family was like that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very unfortunate. Got to say it because, hey, hey, I, I keep it real on the late night, early morning show. Definitely. Okay. So, like, <laughs> when it comes to my family, like, hey, mom, I'm going to Australia. Steven, I'm going to Australia. What the hell? Australia, folks, nigga. <laughs> Sisters, I'm going to Australia. Like, the looks, the tattoos, the everything. You cannot share your million dollar dream with penny thinkers okay i know that's some kind of saying from way back in the day but even when before i left to come here to thailand i had to get a shot at the cdc for like something called typhoid right because Mm -hmm. again this is like on the border of myanmar and thailand so i got the shot and my mom she didn't say good she said how much was the shot and i'm like mom oh my god you literally just put money over my own life i see where you at i see i see what you guys are about but and it, it's, it's that thinking. yeah yes dollars over life and this is again if you look at what's happening around the world obviously dollars over life you know so oh man um breaking away from that jojo I mean, a yeah. lot of people are like, man, it's easier said than done. You know, yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah. this. I, I'm scared or I'm scared what they're going to say about me. Like, I know you, you are a living proof of just that. You oh, yeah. don't give a damn about anyone's opinion. So how'd you do that? But it took me a long time to get there. I said, you know, I had to put my big girl panties on. Like, it, it took me, it, you know, when I talk about this on the, on the morning show, but it took me a long time to because I wanted everybody to be happy. I wanted everybody to be my friend. I, you know, because I'm the peacemaker in my family. So that's what I wanted. I wanted everybody to be happy that I was doing this thing. And I wanted, I wanted to be happy with them. But they were not. And it was like, it's like um dragging your feet through mud through quicksand because they they trying to hold you back. And it doesn't make them a better a worse person it doesn't make me better it just simply means i i gotta leave you standing right here because i have got to go so i have a new thing now and um i read it in a book and it says from honoring people's boundaries boundaries from this point i cannot go and you can't come but i gotta go i can't i can't stay and you know that means I, I have to respect you enough to know when I when I gotta walk away. It was hard. Uh, 
It was so hard. And sometimes that looked like me not answering the phone. Like every time they would call, I would not answer the phone. I wouldn't return text message because I wasn't, uh, you know, if, if we being real here on the late night, early morning show, I, I, uh-huh. wasn't, I wasn't strong enough to say that. I wasn't, I wasn't big and bold enough to say, you know, you're a horrible friend. So I just ignored it for a while. And then that gave me the space to be okay with saying it and then redefining, you know, who I wanted to be my friend. You get Damn. that option. Now, some of us Absolutely. think we don't, we, we, don't get the, we don't get that option. Like you can make new friends. Right, right, right. And the thing is, some of us, like, there's some really, really unfortunate situations that have happened and continue to happen and have happened in the past. Uh, and whereas, like, you have, you're not on the same level. You're not on the same level of consciousness. We're going to be talking about this in regards to bringing someone else on, hopefully next weekend, if we get these time zones right. But yes. again, me, it's, it's not like, okay, Arsenio, do you want to go? Who's your best friend? Oh, someone who lives in the Queensboro Projects in New York. Mm-hmm. Arsenio, who's your best friend? Uh, you know, a gangster down there in Southside Chicago. Guys, you have to understand who is around you. Listen, I heard the gunshots every night. I'm from Las mm-hmm. Vegas. I live mm-hmm. in the place called the West Side, close to the West Side, just, just below that. And every night I would hear gunshots. There was 2001, 2006. These were really tough years in the neighborhood, but I chose not to be a part of it. I'm mm-hmm. not friends with you. I don't care about you. You can look at me any way you want, but guess what? Do not mess with me. I'm not a part of your madness. And so, hey, for me to go after my dreams of living here in Thailand and escaping my family in Las Vegas, listen, there's no going back. Those bitches, those bridges were not burnt up, burnt down. They were completely fucking nuked. I mean, they went up in flames, plutonium, you name it. It was bad. Okay. And am I okay with that? Yes, because I'm not going to live miserable and comfortable and being comfortable, uncomfortable, rather than being happy and continue to be uncomfortable in terms of succeeding and getting better and you know, integrating my growth into everything. But a lot of people, they just sit there because they don't know any better. Yeah. And then you got to think about this. Your family can be a bully. Your family, they they can be bullies. And and what are you going to do with that? And my thing is you, you, you love your family. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to interact with your family. You know, I, you have that family member that gets on your nerves, don't talk to them. And again, I'm positive Mm. Patty, but I understand my boundaries, you know, and I I have to know what is, how I'm going to move and what's going to hinder me in my movement. Mm. And so you got to figure that out for yourself, dog. And if you don't, they they will eat Mm. you alive. That's what they will do. And why do we feel that we are obligated to stay there with our family and go through that just because they're your family? I always hear this, like from my childhood friends, but it's your brother though, but it's your mother though, but it's your sister though. I'm like, guys, I don't give a damn if it's sister Zeus, Apollo, uh, Aphrodite's Buddha. It does not matter. If you are not treating me 100% with respect, you're not for my goals. You gotta go. You gotta go. Well, you we've been taught to honor our family uh, and honor your yeah. elders. And sometimes mm-hmm. um, we don't want to admit that our elders may be wrong about something. I like to say that they have loved you to your faith level. Now you got to love yeah. yourself to your faith level. And it's okay to say, I love you, but please, I've got to go on to do this thing i i got to go do this i don't boo i wish you the best in every part of this that you want to do but i've got to go do this part and that's the way i I had to put a positive spin on it um and i think that's me over being always the um the fixer in the family so i'm always wanting Mm -hmm. to fix relationships and things and make everybody happy and so one of the ways I did that was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. 
I'm so happy you want to stay here. I am so excited. This is what you want out of your life. Like, I want to do everything I can to help you stay exactly in this spot. I am not, but I'm going to do everything to, to help you stay here if that's what you want. But I have got to go. And you can't let them bully you. And we know we different in our family, Arsenio. We know we different. Yeah, that's the that's the whole point. Go be different. And, and, you know, you don't accept that weight, you know, like you are like, listen, I'm not going to be rescue 911. I remember there was a time 13 years ago, I went home and it was when I first learned about the movie, The Secret, right? The Law of Attraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is probably why I am the, the, the most different one, because I realized maybe I am accountable for everything in my life and things just don't happen to me. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. So then I'm like, okay. And I remember I tried showing my brother, not showing my brother. He was on the computer, but mm-hmm. then he just, he was just like one of the worst critics ever. And we almost got in a fist fight. And you know, what's so funny. The guy that broke it up, his name is Ty. He is mm-hmm. now a licensed endodontist. He just graduated from uh, endodontics and stuff. Uh, oh, went wow. to Harvard and everything. And he was there in the living room like, hey, hey, hold on. No, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Because listen. You cannot force beliefs down anyone. You can lead that horse wherever you want. I remember my mom was the last person that ever asked me. She said, Arsenio, do you really believe in this law of attraction and that, you know, like attracts like and all the basics, the basic things in regards to the law of vibration? I said, Mom, how do you think I got to Australia? How do you think I was able to save the art of saving? I didn't even read that in Napoleon Hill's book at that time. I didn't know who he was. But I just did things unconsciously and said, you know what? I want to save. So then when an opportunity comes, I do have the ability to fly to Australia, to go over here, to fly Australia three times before I actually move there. But you said, I'm not picking up your weight. And a lot of people need to understand. Uh, How do you, like, you keep, you got to tell people to keep their problems. Yes. Like I already got my own problems. Like you keep yours and <laughs> I can't carry it. Arson, it's heavy. It is heavy. And <laughs> and if you are um if you're one of those people who, you know, we want to save the world and save everybody, when you come to uh-huh. me, I'm going to hang the stocks. Uh when you come <laughs> to me, I'm going to I'm going to try to help you the best I can. And and me helping you, and, and there's this quote by this guy, and he says, people always want you at your best so that you can help them at their worst. And here's the thing, some, we all know people who will always be at their worst. They're always going to be in crisis mode. They're always going to have a problem, and they need JoJo to be at her tip-top best. They may say, JoJo, you do too much, you're doing this. Oh, it doesn't take all of that. But they're glad you're doing all of that, Arsenio. So that when they come to you and say, look, doll, um, can I borrow $20? <laughs> you have said you read the book and you saved your money and you got the $20, $1,000 that they need. They need you at your best so you can help them at their worst. And I got tired of caring. That's dead weight. Have you tried moving? Have you ever tried running in water and, and then tie something on you? You can't go nowhere. You, you, it's hard mm. as hell to move. And I had to, you know, you got to cut them off and say, I love you so much. And I'm going to allow you to stay here. And I'm going to go. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. You know, that, that was the hardest thing to do with, in regards to my family. Because in speaking with money, you know, I, my first job out here in Thailand, they were paying me next to nothing. Nothing to next. It was dog <laughs> ass, okay? And so... I remember there wasn't for the first four or five weeks, I didn't hear anything from my family. No try phone calls, mm-hmm. Skype at the time. This was seven years ago. It's very easy to get in contact now, nowadays, obviously. But mm-hmm. there was nothing I had gotten from them until I got a message from a particular someone said, hello, how are you? I need money. I said, you didn't ask me how my flight was. You didn't ask me how the food was. You didn't ask me. How the hell did I get E. coli or some kind of salmonella poisoning? You didn't ask me how was the school. You didn't ask me about, you know, the the you know the the segregation that was happening in the school. You asked me about 
your own personal. And that's when I stood up and said, uh, listen, even if I had the money, I probably wouldn't give it to you because uh, you obviously don't give a damn about me and you only care about you. And guess what? That was the that was the end of me mm-hmm. in the relationship with my family. Because then I was labeled as, he's so selfish, he's selfish, he's this, he's that. And so I took one of the biggest steps in all of humanity to say, man, y'all can kiss my ass. You guys aren't for me. You don't give a damn about me. So what the hell am I going to do? No, no, we can't do that. And so JoJo, like, I mean, have you ever had to be hard? Right, right. I mean, and again, here in Asia, they're tight knit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in different parts of Asia in Europe, you know, different parts of South America and whatnot. But <clears throat> when it comes to America, man, I, I don't know. I don't know for me to be able to get that again. They would still say, no, I am for your goals, but you never try calling me or FaceTiming me or anything in seven years. You never said happy birthday in seven years. You never said this in seven years. So check this out. I'm going to keep you on here for the sake of keeping on here. Now, my, my, again, my family members, some family members, they had deleted me over the past few months Mm -hmm. uh, in regards to, I I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, listen, and I remember Jojo, you just said it. Hey, listen, if that's what you want, if you feel happy and deleted me from Facebook, goodbye, but I wish you the best of luck. I'm sending positive vibes your way. I Mm -hmm. wish you the best in all your, in all your future endeavors. Yeah. I'm not going to keep you. If people want to walk out of your life, let them go. Yes. Yeah. And you can't tell. And here's the thing. We, even though it's toxic. Thank it's, you, Miss Starks. Miss Starks, Miss Starks is the bomb. Even though your family <laughs> is toxic and, and they're doing, because we're talking about those toxic, you know, things that keep you there. You got to, in order for you not to be toxic with them, you got to do it all in love. Boo, I, I love you so darn much. Like, this, this how much I love you. I love you so much. I, I'm going to wish that you succeed at the best Absolutely. at doing nothing. I wish you the best at that. <laughs> However, I'm going to go do Because and, and let's talk about this crazy thing. People, have you ever thought to people and, and they not, you know, and listen, your life is your life's journey. That That is yours and it's yours to own. I don't negate that. My question is, mm-hmm. if you call me and you say, Jojo, I'm so tired. Well, what'd you do today? Oh, I, I watched TV and um, I I cooked and I, I ate and I sat here and watched TV. <laughs> I said, oh, and here's the thing about doing nothing. You can't ever stop doing it. That's why you're tired. What are you doing? Nothing. Yeah. That requires you constantly doing nothing. That's why you're all the way tired. Like to me, <laughs> does that not make sense though? Does that not? That makes all you the all, sense you the always world. doing nothing. Shit. Damn. Yeah. And but so I, I send them off with love. You send them off with love, huh? Yes. Yep. Oh man. I wish them the best. You know, over the course of, you know, Man, since all these years, apparently my older brother had himself a child. I wish that child all the beautiful best in the world, you know. Um, and I wish everyone on that side of the family the best, you know. But mm-hmm. in order for me to achieve my goals, I have to realize that there's no way that I could be in contact with them. I love them from afar, you yeah. know. Although I wouldn't say, Arsenia, do you love your family? I'd be like, uh, <laughs> you know, like. I love the memories and the beautiful things that we had back in the 90s and the early 2000s. But mm-hmm. as of late 2012, all the way through, I could give a damn about them. But I yeah. wish them the best. So yeah. a lot of you have to – I'm not telling everyone to, yeah, I'm just going to leave my family. Absolutely not. But in order for me to stay away from all that negativity – I had to wear big old Bose noise-canceling headphones on my ears to block out all that complaining, the bickering, the the constant, I don't have enough, the I don't have enoughness, all that craziness. Woo! You better Uh, say that, brother. (laughs) I'm telling you. So I I had to work on me. And this is the last phase, work on you. And so, Mm -hmm. Jojo, we talked about when you started working on you and whatnot. What are a couple of things 
like me being out here, I didn't tell everyone my story, but very briefly, mm-hmm. from 2013 to 2016, man, I was denied, like I'll reiterate, I was denied around 150 jobs at that time mm-hmm. because they used to say, no black teacher, no black teacher, no black teacher. We don't like black teacher. And it's funny, just Jojo, just to give you a nice little heads up of what's happening in this country right now, a teacher was arrested for defamation. Little do they know, the man is an ex-con, five years in prison, and he shot up a bar in America. But yet he gets a teacher, he gets a teaching job over me. But anyways, that's not another, that's a conversation (laughs) for another day. So, uh, yeah, uh, just calling your bullshit out, you feel me? Uh, It's so motherfucking boy they fucking tripping okay so um you know it's 2016 i had to work on me and that's what you started doing so if we look at habitual toxic states you were just talking about the doing nothing 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 Mm -hmm. if someone is a nothing doer what would you tell them to do like take that first step take that first of all can can we admit that you doing nothing on purpose because some people think that they 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 not doing that they doing like they not doing anything or i am no let's admit that you're not doing nothing boo let's admit that and because here here's where negative and i get angry like i get mad and i talk about this on a much if miss stars is still here i know she's heard me say i get mad and angry when i hear people complain about what when they tell me what they can and cannot do why they can't think this why they can't do that because you using up so much damn energy saying that that if you could just not say that for one day man you might be able to bend over and tie your shoe instead of look at it and say you can't tie your shoe you might be able to do that as my daddy said you went work in a pie eating factory and i need you to eat to live i need you to want something but i can't want it for you i can't want it more than more than you do and and that's what gets me angry um so the first thing i would say if if you're the toxic person who who is the negative nelly in your family you ain't trying to help nobody go nowhere and listen i ain't saying everybody gotta be all positive patty like boo go live your whole best dream some people they're not gonna say that all i'm saying is don't hinder them if they do don't kill your kids' dreams because you ain't got none. That's not fair. That that's not fair. Ooh. Oh. I'm Don't just kill your saying, kids' dreams. Uh-huh. Hey, you ain't got a none. lot of that, people out there. That baby want to be president of the United States. Just because you didn't want to be president of the United States doesn't mean he cannot be. So you need to, <laughs> if you can't do nothing else. As am I, as your mom and your grandma and them, the ladies in the church said, baby, if you can't say nothing good, keep your mouth closed. And sometimes that's the best thing that you can do. But if you that if you're that negative yep. Nelly, can we just admit that you negative? That's gonna make you feel better because you arguing that you ain't negative when you are, right? Yep. Come on, Miss Stars. Right. You and, uh-huh. and if you and if you ain't doing that, you mad, sad, and angry. They mad, sad, and angry, Arsenio, because you out there, what black men you know working in the United States decides, you know, I'm going to take a trip to Australia. And then, you know what, hell, I'm just going to pack up my stuff and I'm going to move to Australia. Matter of fact, I'm going to keep on going and I'm going to land over here in Asia. How? And so, because they can't comprehend that. And how many people do that? And they they can't comprehend Mm -hmm. how you move. On faith, Mm -hmm. we call it manifesting. We call it, you know, the divine, the universe, the creator, the secret, whatever. We walk that out and they can't stumble their way out. That's not our problem. It's not our business. But I need you to admit that first. So if you negative Nelly, can we just admit that you negative Nelly and I need you to live your whole best life is that admit it. And because you may just be upset and negative because somebody's doing something that you wish you could do because you're not brave enough to do it. So I know I said a whole lot there, but that was on my chest. Uh, Cindy, I had to get that off. <laughs> get, it off your, get it off your chest. Okay? Get it off. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, listen, you got to do the inner work. Before I post uh, Miss Stark's good old comment over here, 
I realized that, again, self-awareness, okay? If you mm -hmm. suck at something, admit you suck. If you're mm -hmm. not happy, admit that you're not happy, but figure out why you're not happy. So I'm going to give yes. everyone a really good example. I realized that I had a tendency of always blocking people, like block them on Facebook, block them on Instagram. And so I asked one of my friends who we're looking to bring on next week. She's a transformation mm -hmm. coach and a life coach in South Africa, Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, why do I do that? She's like, because you're afraid of pain. Over the next couple of months, I did transformations and life coaching, all this craziness. And I realized, why am I afraid of pain? It's because you were abandoned. And I said, oh, damn, I was abandoned Dude. by my father, 2001. <laughs> and then my mom, my family, 2013. So I was abandoned. Therefore, that's why I'm afraid of, uh, you know, I'm afraid of pain. And when I feel that pain is surging, I hurry up and block people so I don't get that pain again. This yeah. is called doing the inner work, people. You see what I mean? Admitting that, hey, what's wrong with my relationships? I'm aware. Why do I have these people in my life? I don't understand what's going on. That set of awareness and then going into Miss Stark's uh, comment. When you're going to higher levels, you lose people. She's yeah. talking about levels of consciousness, and that's what we're going to be discussing uh, next week. And you guys have a lot of questions for Miss um, Amira Butler, okay? We're going to get everything sorted out, but this is going to be a fiery one next week. Because, again, you have to understand that we're on different vibrational levels, and we yeah. cannot accept or get things in our life if we're not ready for them. Because if we're not ready for them and we receive them, we lose them. This is how, how, how come all those people lost the money? They always lose the money, right, JoJo? They spend it, they broke asses, are broke again. Why? It's a behavior. It's a little seed that has been in them for the longest. I went on a rant. I'm so sorry. Oh, boy, you bought the, the rain and the thunder, go. I love <laughs> Okay. I love it. But if you think about what you just said, like you said, the different levels, y'all think about that inside of the church. That you know, there's there's why some Christians they they stay here at the bottom and they can never go higher and higher. You know, remember that old church song, uh, every round goes higher and higher. We're climbing Jacob's ladder. Well, the whole story says you got to start climbing, boo. You got to start moving. And some people just assume that the bare basics is all you get when there is no limit to the abundance in this universe that you can have. There's absolutely no limit. So, Arsenio, when I when I moved to Costa Rica and retired there, I'm going to call you and say, hey, come over for drinks. Let's go Come hang on. out. Because what I said to y'all, when I said to tell me he that's going to be his final destination, I was like, oh, my God, that's where I want to retire. He never knew that. I, I never asked him. He We've never talked about that. But when you have that energy and you understand the flow of life, A to the man, when you understand that and you start moving, you move with people who talk your kind of language. And Arsenio talks my kind of language. And that's why we have the late night show with Arsenio and JoJo because he talks my kind of language. <clears throat> I'm telling you, to top this, I'm telling you, just to top this off, to look at this from like hindsight, like, I mean, I was having a conversation with the lady I had quit just yesterday. It's crazy. I know it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And I said, I was looking at her and I said, let me let me ask you a question. I've been making the same salary. <laughs> hey, you know, black people, we get serious when we get there. You saw that. I put my face all up in the screen. I said, let me ask you a goddamn question. Okay, y'all just got that fools out here. What the hell is wrong with you? You say what I mean, black people, we get real. I'm telling you, you can't mess with us. So I said, does it make any sense if I'm making the same salary I did five years ago? Does that make any goddamn sense? However, online, I make five times that amount because I know what my market value is. What the hell am I doing in this country? Why am I on this continent anymore? <clears throat> where is my demographic? My demographic is in South America and Central America. That's where the vibrational match is. I must go there. Although I still need to hurry up and visit Egypt because, you know, there's yeah. something going on over there. But just to let you know, like, that's where I need to be. That's where, I don't know, that's where my purpose is 
is in general. So guys, self-awareness. If you're still making the same salary you did last year, if you're still the same person you were last year, two years ago, three years ago, if you're still in that same broken ass relationship, when are you going to take a step to either make it better or say, hey, babe, you know, I was thinking about it, man. Fuck this. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, you got to make a decision. <laughs> we scared, though. If you scared, say you scared. If you scared, uh, say you scared. If you don't want to make that decision, hey. But if you're not, Arsenio, if you're not going to make it, don't complain about it. Exactly. You can't complain and stay. You you can't do, I can't say I'm broke and stay at a job that I ain't making no money. I, I can't do that. That don't make no sense. That that means I like it. When when my husband's beat my tail, I said, oh, I don't like this. I left. I didn't stay. You got to make, everybody got a choice to make. And that is how we got to understand the power of that. And that's where your power lies at, baby. And when if until you understand you making a decision is your power move, that's your power move. You want to make some money moves. You want to do all the things. Make a decision. Make one. Yes. Make one. Because let me tell and I will tell y'all this story. And I'm going to talk about this on the morning show. So if Miss Starks, if you listen and pretend you don't hear this, because she'll be on in the morning. She laughing over there. She's laughing over there. She said, boy, this boy is outside his mind. Go ahead, Jojo. Go on and please. So I, when we think, I want y'all to know, and I just realized this this afternoon, July 26, 2004, I left my abuser, right? Okay. July 26, um, of this year, July 26 of this year, I, no, no, July 26, 2014, I wrote in my Bible, and I have it over here, I will retire from corporate America at 45. July 26, 2020, I stopped working in corporate America. <laughs> I even made the camera fall. You set the intention. You set the I set intention. that intention, man. And I looked at it and I, and here's nerd science. And if y'all been rocking with me for a minute, when you write something down, you think a thought, your brain takes a picture of it and it sets out to make that thing happen. I promise you, I am living proof. I didn't know until this afternoon around five o'clock that I that those dates were July 26 on every time. And I told my kids and we were in here screaming. But I was like, I cannot freaking believe this. July 26. If I was a betting woman, which I'm not, I would have played July 26 today. And we might have been millionaires right now. <laughs> but man, you got to make a you got to make a decision. And you and if and if you in those toxic places Please make a decision today. Whether and we've talked about a gamut from everything from careers to relationships to family. There's got to be a defining moment somewhere. I'm telling you, man. I'm so glad you said that. I didn't even know what the intention was. Do mm -hmm. you understand? Like, I remember in September of 2010, I said, I'm moving to Australia on this day in May next year. People are like, what the hell are you talking about? I said, shut your ass up. You don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You don't speak my language. And guess what? I moved to Australia. Yes. Okay, next year, uh, without any jobs or anything back in 2012, after I had come back to Australia, I said, hey, you know what? Okay, I'm moving to Thailand in May of 2013. They said, you don't even have a job. I said, shut your ass up. You don't know nothing about me. I moved to Thailand and I said, once I get there, I know that dog, that job is going to be absolute dog horse shit. That lady is bat shit. I know it's bad, but once I get in there, I could put my foot in there and find something else. And I set my intention next year, April, I will be going to South Africa for one month to do my transformation coaching program. I set the intention of May 16th, the day after my birthday, I will be landed in San Jose, Costa Rica. I already set the intention. I don't give a damn. They say, oh, you don't want to stay in Thailand. I don't give a damn about Thailand. Thailand is undeserving of me. I deserve better. 
Boy, you better serve them your energy, boo. You better give it to them and tell them to give it back to you. <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. By the way, uh, uh, she said she want a pair of your earrings. By the way. I got these in California. Aren't they cute? I got these on my trip to California. Listen, Arsenio, we talking. I, I, I got this thing where I've been talking about team abundance. And I said, it's easier when you got people who are talking your moving language. And we talk that moving language. Miss Starks, we talk that moving language. We ain't about standing still. She said, we all up in her business. We cross a line. Y'all all in my business. <laughs> we taking up things. Because let me tell you, July and October have been months. It was October 2010. I said, you know what? I didn't have a job. I I was going to sit there and worry myself to death. I was like, let me pack up these kids and move another 400 miles away. My Again, like your family, so, so go, sit, go, go sit down and be quiet because you're not going nowhere with them kids. I cashed in that 401k with no job, a cool $6,000 in my pocket and two kids, moved 400 miles away without a place to live. And I said, okay, because I set my intention and I, just like you serve them your energy, I serve the universe my energy. And y'all, the universe is simply God listening for us to tell him that we are absolutely ready for our abundance. And if you ain't ready for it, he ain't going to give it to you. But at some point, we got to, you, Arsenio packed up and moved to a whole new continent. At some point, he got to see you willing to put all chips in, boo, and bet on him. And step out there. And that was nothing but faith. Period. I know. Yeah. 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 Crazy behind faith. Oh man. People looking at me like, you going to Australia. I remember one day I finished work and the girls out of the dental hygiene program in Las Vegas. They were like, Where are you going? I said, I'm going to Hawaii right now. They were like, Ah, you're so funny. I said, I am. I'm getting on a plane in the morning from mm -hmm. Phoenix Sky Harbor International. They're like, You're going to Hawaii? Yep. And these are dental hygiene. I'm following my bliss. I follow my bliss. I am writing down, setting that intention and letting it go. It's yes. not your decision. It's not up to you how it's going to happen. Your not goal, your business. Write it down. It's not your business. People don't understand that. They think, but how is this going to happen? That, it's not your business. Believe me. I had $10 like, ooh, this is about seven years ago. $10 in my bank account. Was I freaking out? I was like, nope. See, because I know I am planting seeds right now. I know everything is going to happen, and it certainly did. I'm telling you, people just don't get it. People don't, don't get, get it. it. And, and when, you, when you get into that flow, and I can't explain it to you, but when you, and I'm assuming maybe you can say it, articulate it better because you're a teacher, but when you get into that acceptance of your abundance, and you get into everything just comes easily because it was meant to come to you easily. And we make the shit so hard. We make it hard. We make our abundance so freaking hard when it doesn't have to be. Boo. It, it mm. don't have to be at all. Because, because a lot of us, we're like, okay, you attract. But again, it's kind of like radiate. We mm -hmm. radiate it. So you're basically yeah. a magnet, right? And yes. whatever you're feeling at that specific time, this is why speaking about consciousness and what we'll be going into next week, it's very important that the higher you go up, the more ever flowing abundance that begins to come into yes. your life over yep. and over. And that's what I've been doing for this entire year. People are saying 2020 is terrible. I said 2020 was a life transforming year for me. It needed to happen for me to step way outside my comfort zone and say, you know what? <laughs> no more staying here. I'm in the prime time years of my life. I got to go and I got to continue doing even more overseas. Asia, we're done. That's all there yes. is to it. I, it. You know what I mean? Like, oh man. So whew, I'm telling you, this was fire. Jojo, what else? And again, for everyone who tuned in, I just want to say thank you so much. Guys, make sure that you write down questions that you would like to ask a transformation slash life coach. We're going to talk about consciousness. We're going to talk about a variety of things. It's going to be three of us on this specific. It's going to be 
fire. Again, a lot of you, you could just feel free to comment and everything, but next week we're going to top this up. We're going to go higher and again, Mm -hmm. talk about possibly goal setting and other things in regards to who we got coming on for the next show. But yeah, Jojo, how you want to round this one off? What do you got to say? Any final words? Man, first of all, thank y'all for the first episode of the late night, early morning. And for those that don't know, it is uh, what? 11 a.m. over there with you, uh, Arsenio. What time is it there? So it's late night here in the U.S. and it's 11:35 a.m. So it's the late night, early morning show with Arsenio and JoJo. And please let us know where you're from so we can say hey to y'all. But thank you for joining us for our first show. We talked about breaking away from toxic uh, habitual states and where it's gonna get you, boo. And you know, hopefully, we said something that helped you. Because we all the way, what, there's no whole bars over here. If you can't tell Arsenio's about all the things and he's ready for them. <clears throat> and I think we both are. And because I think it's going to take that level of honesty to help anybody do whatever it is they want to do. So we having those conversations over here. So I'm excited. I think the, the first show went amazing. Um, please make sure you share because sharing is caring. Um because that's important because i think the world needs to know about arsenio and jojo absolutely this is going in podcast form so guys stay tuned for that that this is in podcast form this is going to be up uh tomorrow morning youtube Mm -hmm. it's going up tonight again Tatrice just wants to say i had to support you jojo and arsenio philadelphia in the house we got some philly folks out there man that's what i'm talking about you know, we're going to be going real international real soon because we're going to have a lot of South Africans out there, too. So in yes. saying that, man, JoJo, I thought that went spectacularly well. Mm-hmm. Tatrice just wanted to say thank you so much. And for everyone who's just been watching from afar, we've had consistent uh, viewer uh, viewership and everything. But that was fire, JoJo. We're going to be yeah. bringing a lot of heat next week. So you yes. guys better get ready for that one. Yeah, I'll get ready. Re- and to, you know, to talk to someone... You know, a transformational coach and a life coach who can give us some tangible information that's going to be fun. So make sure you bring your conversations and your questions. And Ms. Starts, thank you so much um, for joining the late show. So Ms. Starts, in the morning when my voice is raspy because I've been screaming with Arsenio, forgive me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know how you're going to go to sleep, to be honest. You know what I mean? That's I don't why know. In the morning, my morning boy... I could go run through a goddamn door right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I am living. So I'm glad. I'm glad we switched it up because, boy, it was going to be all kinds of problems, you know? Uh, yes, like Lord. They're not ready, Arsenio. They're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, guys, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned next week for another fiery, fiery, fiery one coming up. And again, Sharon is Karen. Make sure you check out the podcast. Going to post that and tag a JoJo in it and everything. It's going to be basically this. And again, guys, make sure you fire us questions away because we're going to be putting up a lot of that in a three-way podcast next week. Yeah. So, JoJo, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Deuces, y'all. Y'all have a good night. Guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys went all the way through this podcast, man, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This was episode one of A Fiery One. And again, next week, yes, it is confirmed that we will be bringing on the one and only Mira Butler to top up down, you know, to, I guess, double down on what we had said this week in regards to setting intentions and getting rid of toxic relationships in general. We're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to start getting actionable steps. And guys, remember to ask questions for next week's podcast, man. We're going to have, she's a life coach. She's a transformation coach. There are so many different things. And again, if you guys want to tune into it live, let me know. You guys just have to follow my Facebook page, the Arsenio Buck Show on Facebook. And with that being said, guys, stay tuned for more. I'm your host as always, over and out.